0: Welcome to the Caitlin Hansen Show. Joining me today is Phil Case from Max Connect. You're the president and chief client officer there, and I'm excited to chat with you today about Max Connect Marketing and what you guys are doing, and all the history that led you to where you are today. So, thanks for being here.
1: Great to be with you, Caitlin.
0: So, first, let's start by talking about what Max Connect Marketing is and what makes you guys so unique. Because there's so many different agencies out there.
1: Yeah, there's literally tens of thousands of digital agencies throughout the world. A few things that make us unique in the fact that we're performance driven. Uh, we only will work with clients where we can have an impact to revenue. Um, our team's actually compensated based on how well they perform on the campaigns. So they have skin in the game, which is always good. Uh, but we've developed a unique and proprietary technology called Kudos, uh, which allows us to have greater insight from uh, audience targeting, but particularly around the customer journey and being able to have a very uh, visualized approach relative to reaching a particular um, business or you know, consumer in the market.
0: And that's a fairly new product, correct?
1: It is in the last year or so. In terms of our outward facing, this is the same technology we've utilized for years and that approach and methodology, but we've since built it out in such a way that our clients have access to it.
0: Can you give me an example of how Kudos is used maybe with a specific client? You don't have to name them or what the product is that is developed.
1: Yeah. So imagine you're in the market for a, what's your favorite kind of car?
0: Oh my gosh, Jeep Wrangler. That's what I drive. (laughs) Jeep
1: Wrangler. So you're in the market to buy a new Jeep Wrangler. So you begin to talk to friends and family. You look at Jeep.com. You see what the latest models, latest and greatest. You start to watch some videos about the new Jeeps coming out. As you're doing that, um, we, along with many others, are tracking every single breadcrumb that you're leaving along the way. We're picking up, we're putting together the pieces that you're beginning to be in market to buy a new vehicle. Mm. And the dealerships we work with from an automotive sense, we can tell that, here's Caitlin. She's two weeks out from buying a Jeep Wrangler. She's going to buy it somewhere in Salt Lake or the greater metropolitan area. Who's going to win the business is the question. And so we start to profile you, put you in a certain audience segment and bucket and start to serve up video ads, display ads, ads on Instagram.
0: I've noticed this. (laughs) And you've seen that again and again,
1: uh, to the point that we're bringing you, uh, to the dealership and helping you create a relationship.
0: So with this new Kudos technology or service that you offer, how does that make you stand out from other agencies?
1: So right now there's a lot of shifts happening um, in data privacy. You've probably noticed the Mm -hmm. new iPhone has come standard with it, but iOS 14 was a mega update for a lot of brands in the Valley and nationwide and worldwide. They were affected by that because their targeting on Facebook and on Instagram went from incredible to not great. And there's been companies that have lost hundreds and millions of dollars because of that. Uh, They can't get the same kind of return. Um, Our ability over the next few years as data privacy becomes increasingly more important. Consumers want to be tracked less. Google and Facebook make other major changes. What we're putting together is a more comprehensive customer journey so we can both visualize and track consumers across websites, um, not utilizing cookies, but utilizing beacons, utilizing uh, unique device IDs that they provide and so we can see a little bit more of that seamless experience but still anonymize the data put them into audience cohorts and buckets and uh, allow use to still have a unique kind of customer journey and experience
0: so as we're talking about this data privacy movement and people mm-hmm. wanting you know to make sure that they're not being tracked and we can select those apps to not actually track what we're doing how has that become like a pain point for max connect because i imagine before you developed kudos and mm-hmm started on this path that you just explained, you kind of came face-to-face with like, oh no, this is really bad for our business. What was that like for you guys?
1: Yeah, so not only bad for our business potentially, but for every single brand in the world that wants to do marketing. Mm-hmm. And so it you know, it, it pretty much includes any business. And um, the pendulum has far been swung in the sense of um, advertisers, for the most part, had all of the data that they ever wanted um, down to the second of what people are doing. And if you've watched The Social um, Dilemma on you know, Netflix and seen some of that, it's a little bit scary mm-hmm. in terms of what is, is possible. It is, yeah. And I think as that's been awakened in the country, as Congress and others have begun to enact greater kind of privacy laws and requirements, that pendulum went from a free-for-all, and it's now swung, I feel, a little too far mm. to where it's all about consumer privacy to the point where I've had some friends say to me, I actually hate the changes. And I, well, what do you mean? Isn't this better for you? And they said, well... I went from having ads personalized to me on Instagram with outdoor and, you know, fun action gear, et cetera, to I'm now looking at baby dolls because it's not applying to them. It's not applicable. And the personalization of the ads that an advertiser used to be able to give isn't nearly as specific as, as it is now. Now, that's a little bit of an extreme example, but I think people do appreciate that there's at least some thought before you reach out to me. Do so in a personal way as a brand. And I think that's more what we're used to. The brand to consumer relationship or customer uh, should be a little bit more nuanced and personalized. Maybe not to the extent that we see in movies and minority report and reading people's eyeballs and knowing what they've last purchased. But I do think there's kind of a happy medium there. And that's really what we're trying to establish is to utilize technology in a more comprehensive way to, to develop and identify consumers and really pace that journey and visualize that on behalf of the brand so they can provide a better experience. It's not about violating consumer privacy. It's about delivering a more personalized um, mm-hmm. brand experience.
0: That's a really unique way to look at it and obviously gives us a perspective from the other side, right? Because as consumers, I do think a lot of us think, I don't want to be tracked, you know, but we have this phone, this device in our hand, and it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So there are movements away from that, but as, you know, this, pain point came to you guys and obviously this was a little bit of a, I imagine a challenge for your business. Did you see a dip in business and when stuff like that comes up as a company at Max Connect, how do you guys become innovative? What's your process there to continue to succeed?
1: Yeah, I'll answer that question in kind of two stages. Okay. So with data privacy, some, it began to affect us in late April when those iOS 14 changes, it was basically Apple um, sticking it to Facebook and trying mm-hmm. to make their life a little more difficult and Apple since has rolled out its own products to be able to generate more advertising revenue. So it's all about the money at the end of the day. Uh, Those changes that have begun to take effect really won't affect it to the same substantial way that it will until 2023. So to be honest, we're, for the most part, buying time, trying to build the technology to prepare for what's ahead. What's important right now and the effect that it's had on the agency, there was some dip in revenue, some change in terms of what we could do for clients. Uh, but as we look forward, and, and, and that occurred in April, we've begun to roll out our forward-facing kudos platform this summer into the fall. I think that's begun to change performance. That's begun to change the conversation on behalf of our clients. Um, and as we look ahead, I think what we're excited for is what, what really the focus right now is on first-party data. So if I'm a brand and you've purchased from me, what I do with that data while still maintaining your privacy uh, can allow me to be successful. And most brands, haven't really leveraged um, their own customer data, Mm -hmm. building the relationships, emailing and text in an appropriate way, being able to utilize that back in the advertising platforms. And so that's a major area of focus that we have. But in terms of just pivoting and adapting, you know, with most agencies and businesses, the early days of COVID were a little bit nerve wracking. And for us, um, you know, those were the days that a lot of agencies closed shop, several went out of business. Um, advertising revenues went down thirty to forty percent, and it was a major you know kind of blow uh, to the business last year and During that time, we not only signaled to the staff that no one's going anywhere, and you know we're we're not firing anybody but simultaneously we started to hire and and since that time we've probably grown by about forty percent in terms of our team um, We were able to take uh, the number thirty one Hyundai dealer in the country located here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, to the number two dealer and see incredible, you know, revenue, you know, setting records um, over last year. And what's interesting now is what we're grappling with as an economy. It's a supply chain issue. It's a staffing Mm -hmm. issue. And so our set of challenges today isn't necessarily COVID directly from a disease perspective, but what we're continuing to battle is how we can help brands see kind of a long-term view of investing in themselves now, even when they don't have Um, lots to sell for home builders they don't have cars to sell Um, but other areas of the business that can and should be emphasized and so we've done a lot of innovation around um, you know being able to provide fixed stops for automotive and do more in car service because there's less cars being sold so naturally older cars need to be serviced and there's more tires and so anyway
0: Interesting. There's so many different sides to this and how not only the pandemic has affected us, but as time and life goes on and things change and people feel different ways, the industry is going to change and you have to roll with that. I want to get a little personal. We've talked about Max Connect and some of the lessons learned there as challenges come up. What about in your career as an entrepreneur or a business? What have you found are those big kind of like nuggets of knowledge that you've learned throughout your career that keep you going and successful today?
1: I will recall back to an experience. I remember um, taking a walk with my wife uh, years ago when we lived in Draper and being um, frustrated, being stressed, worried about what was going to happen. She recently reminded me of this. And it was a major client we were working with developing an entire um, kind of technology platform for them. But we had to outsource much of the development of it to a third party. And that third party had failed us, not just once, but multiple times. Mm. And it was that realization of feeling the full weight and the burden of, you know, carrying the load of that agency and recognizing that we potentially could be in a lawsuit situation um, and or, you know, be out hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it was then I realized the importance of um, trusting the team internally, building if there's a skill set or competency that you as a business want to excel in, not outsourcing that, not trusting a third party, um, but having that in-house. And that, that was a shift that we began to make at my last agency fluid, uh, but that Max Connect has espoused as well, which I, I think allows us to have a little bit, not only a tighter control in terms of what we're able to deliver, but uh, you know a much higher um, uh, level of performance uh, where we're not pointing fingers or there's a blame game, but where we can have full accountability and help motivate the teams in the right way. Uh, the other thing I've learned over my career is uh, early on it was about Uh, me being able to build relationships and sell and be out in front. And I began to realize that I didn't have a lot of time. And I was working 70 to 80 hours a week and managing an agency, but trying to take on the onus myself. And I remember going to a leadership retreat. And in that leadership retreat, I realized that what was missing was um, a layer of middle management. What was missing was um, building the leaders for the future of the agency. And I was not allowing that leadership burden to be shared. And so I begin to realize there's a difference of being an Olympic athlete and being one who can be a high-performing individual, Uh, but actually what's more important is being a leadership coach, being an Olympic coach, being able to build that next generation and that shift that I kind of had that realization six, seven years ago. And since that time, uh, my focus in business and uh, where I hope to spend a lot of my time, it's been about procuring the next leaders, helping them develop, helping them in their successes. And I found that you're able to not only move a lot quicker, but it allows you to have the satisfaction that you never get when you yourself exceed, Mm. but where others that you're helping build and helping support when they see those same successes in their career, uh, there's a level of satisfaction that uh, is much different and much more rewarding.
0: Well, I want to come work for you. Don't tell my bosses, but (laughs) it sounds like a great place to be. And uh really appreciate these life lessons we talked one last thing i want to leave our listeners and viewers with is you know we talked about some of these lessons because of challenges that came up or because we did things the wrong way are there things that you can look back on and you're like i did that really well and i was successful and i keep repeating that pattern because not all of our lessons have to come from a painful place right we hope
1: yeah I, unfortunately i think most of us have you know the challenges are what teach us the most. It's those, you know, when you're down and um, the negative experiences often turn Mm -hmm. into the most um, rewarding moments. In fact, one of my life mottos and for our family is hard is good. Uh, Doing the hard things produce the greatest reward. But I will say that when it comes around again, um, the fact that I had the opportunity to build and grow one agency and make a lot of mistakes, I'm excited to be part of a fantastic agency that has already been through some of those learning experiences, but where I hope I'm a better leader where the second time around, Mm -hmm. it is a little bit easier, uh, where as we think about um, focus as an organization, as we think about how every individual can contribute, um, that there's some kind of proven methodology and success that I can bring to the table.
0: Great. Phil, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Good luck to you, and I appreciate you coming in today.
1: Thank you, Caitlin. Good to be with you.
0: That's all for today. Signing off, I'm Caitlin Hansen. We'll see you next time.